welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm extra excited <laughs> for this show today. And if you are not watching, you're going to miss out on something cute. I'll tell you about that in a second. First of all, let me just say hi, because there might be some new listeners here. Um, so, you know, I never know from week to week who's tuning in. Somebody might have heard me on another podcast. You might have uh, been sent here from a friend or a family member or somebody who loves you or thought that you would enjoy this sucker whatever it is. So I never know who's listening. And so there might be some new people. So hi, I'm Karen Kenny. Uh, a lot of people usually don't call me Karen though. I think I've told you that before. I have a bunch of different nicknames from everything from K to KK to K2 to K squared to special K to sweetie to whatever. <laughs> some, some people used to call me Boston back in the day. But anyway, so I'm a certified spiritual mentor and that part's important for what a little bit of what this show is going to be about a certified hypnotist. I've been a yoga teacher for over 22, 23 years. Um, I am a writer. I'm a speaker. I'm a, obviously a podcast host. I'm a storyteller. Mostly I, in my heart, I feel like I'm a storyteller. Uh, I am also a gateless writing teacher. I have been certified for many, many, many years to do and also teach others to do Thai yoga massage, whatever. I have a lot of shit after my name, but right now I'm just here as your uh, resident person who loves storytelling and loves spirituality and to talk about these things, okay? So today's story is gonna start with this t-shirt that I'm actually wearing. So those of you, again, who are listening and not watching, I'm gonna describe it. So it's just like a regular uh, cotton gray, like a, a heather gray like t-shirt, but on the front, there's a graphic. So I'm gonna back up for my viewers. <laughs> I'm going to take the mic with me. Okay. So what you see on the front of this, of this is a t-shirt and on the front of it, there is a picture of my dog who's no longer with us, but so this is Buckminster biscuits, Buckminster biscuits, otherwise known as, um, Bucky, Buck, Buckaroo, uh, a thousand different names. Right. But I also used to call him buckets. <laughs> so on the front, there's a picture of Buck wearing my sweeties, one of my sweeties like winter hats. And it says it's got like this like sun rays shooting out behind him in this beautiful like yellow golden colors. And then it says right across like where his his neck would be in blue letters, it says buckets with these two like exploding emojis next to it. Okay. The reason why that's important is because once um, once I started calling Buck, 
Buckaroo, Buckminster, Bucky Biscuits. Like he has a thousand different names, right? But I started calling him Buckets. And then what would happen is when something in my life would happen, <clears throat> first of all, isn't he wicked cute, you guys? Oh my God, I miss him so much. Um, but I, so that's why I had this t-shirt made so I could wear him close to my hat. Uh, and also I just think it's a super cute shirt. Uh, my friend the other day was like, you should sell those. Those are really cute. <laughs> if anybody wants a Buckets t-shirt, uh, come watch this. Come find this on YouTube and then tell me if you want one. No, so um, when I started calling him Buckets, when something would happen in my life, right? Uh, something that I didn't like, something that I thought was unfair. Like if, if one of my friends was like telling me a story or my CD was telling me a story of somebody being like, just kind of like a jerk, a dick, selfish bean, like whatever the thing was, I'd go, well, they can just fucking suck it in a bucket. <laughs> so that's where the title of today's show comes from. Suck it in a bucket. But on my front of my shirt, I just had to wear my bucket shirt uh, just to show you also, but because you're part of, you're part of my listening family, you know, but also to kind of put it in context of where the origination of just even calling something like a bucket, like what, what my love for that word is. So this is something that I often say when I see something like, you know, like sometimes you just see some stupid shit on the internet or you just hear about people doing really uncool stuff to one another. And I would just be like, man, I'm like, this company can go suck it in a bucket or that that product can go suck it in a bucket or like whatever it is. So the reason why I want to talk about like suck it in a bucket, like number one, it's just fun. <laughs> just try it on. Just take a moment. Imagine like stubbing your toe and going like, oh, suck it in a bucket. <laughs> right. It's a really great way to just kind of add a little humor also to when something might not be going our way, right? Levity humor is one of like my saving graces. It's just, again, fun to say, but here's the thing. Um, I think a lot of times, right? When you are especially somebody who is quote unquote supposed to be, I'm doing big air quotes with my fingers, right? quote unquote, like spiritual. Like, so people would be like, oh, so you say things like that. You say, you say mean things like that. Like, aren't you supposed to be all Zen? Aren't you supposed to be all like whatever, be in the moment and just accept what is <laughs> like all this bullshit stuff that people try to throw on, you know, especially as a profession. Like I'm not like, yeah, I think everybody, I believe that everybody has spirit. Everybody is spirit within them, right? Everybody is spiritual, whether they acknowledge it or run with it or believe it or not. Right. I'm not telling anybody what to think or believe. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. Right. So I think that everybody has, um, has a spiritual sense to them, a spiritual side to them, a spiritual essence to them. Okay. That maybe that's a better way to say it, but I think like I'm in this business, right? This is also how I make my living. This is how I serve. This is how I help people. Part of my, my work is that I am a spiritual mentor. Like this is what I do. But we can't forget the fact that I am also a kid from Lawrence, Mass. I am also a kid from Boston. I'm an East Coast kid. And I used to laugh. Like when I lived out in LA for eight years, I used to say, like, I'm an East Coast kid with like a West Coast sensibility sometimes. But, you know, there's no getting rid of that part of me that like 
calls it like it is or set like like will say like uh this is what i'm seeing i don't know like what i'm a little i'm direct now i try not to do it in a mean way right but I, i'm certainly going to be like i'm calling bullshit like right now you know what i mean and so i remember that um when i was out in um california and 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 seeing like the vibe like the vibe of like la the vibe of like that whole thing versus like the east coast vibe and i always just thought like this is such a trip like that the way that people like approach things the way that they talk the rhythm because there is there's a rhythm there's a pace there's like um uh an energy right when you look at like the east coast and how east coasters do things versus like how people on the west coast do things and i'll never forget being at um a funeral for one of my high school one of my basically he was actually my my uh middle school so like seventh and eighth grade Kane junior high is where i went to school and i was at the funeral for mr bruda and mr bruda was like beloved so this was probably like 10 years ago maybe and I remember at that funeral, a bunch of other teachers, like my uh, middle school school uh, teachers were there, like junior high, my junior high teachers were there, but also a lot of my high school teachers were there because Mr. Bruder was also like the volleyball coach and stuff like that at high school. And so I saw one of my old beloved teachers and my English teacher, and she was one of those teachers who really had an impact on me, Mrs. Callahan, Sue Callahan. And I'll never forget going up to her at at the thing at the funeral and just sharing some some of my hot felt like deeply hot felt words of appreciation for her um and just telling her how much she uh you know what what an impression she left on me and what an impact she had on me and one of those people who told me that i had a voice and that i had something to say and uh, she taught me a lot about like my writing and my words and stuff like that so anyways, we were having like a lively discussion. And at one point she said to me, well, because she knew I had been off to California and I had done all these things. And she said, you can take the girl out of Lawrence, but you can't take the Lawrence out of the girl. <laughs> and there's a reason, there's a reason why I'm telling you, well, I'm going to connect these dots in a second. Just stay with me, hang in there. Right. And so um, I remember hearing that and like laughing. And there's a, the, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because I think that there is a misperception about if you're somebody who's supposed to be quote unquote spiritual, that you're going to look a particular way or sound a particular way or do things a particular way or think a particular way or whatever. And I'll never forget once, and I may have told this story on another episode, but I remember one time after uh, I had I had spoken at an event, right? It was like a, a big event for like, you know, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And I was up on stage and I spoke for, I spoke for almost like two hours or whatever. And when I came off of stage, um, you know, I, I talked to a bunch of people, had this great thing. And then like a few days later, um, the person who hosted the event, you know, let me know that they had heard from somebody who had been in the audience. Now, for me, my experience was that people were, like just overwhelmingly supported, just so kind, like came up and just shared such loving and kind and generous feedback with me. But this one woman supposedly like either said, I don't know if she said it straight to the host's face or if she sent her an email or whatever. And 
you know, you guys who listen to the show, you know, I have a potty mouth, you know, that I swear that I use adult language. And I always say, like, if, if you if you decide to be offended with adult language, I'm not going to stop you. Right? Like, that's that's your prerogative. But this woman supposedly said that, um, you know, she speaking about me talking about me, that that no child of God would ever act that way. Right. There are a lot of people out there who have a hard time reconciling that I'm, quote unquote, a spiritual mentor because of the way that I sound and whether that's my accent, my potty mouth, whatever. And here's the reality. I don't really give two shits. Like, I don't really care that that's what they think. And so my response to this, they can like it. It sounds mean, but I'm like, they could suck it in a bucket. Right. So but here's the thing. This woman. Now, look, they're entitled. People are entitled to their own experience of me. They're entitled to their own experience of the world. They're entitled to their preferences their opinions, their thoughts, whatever, right? I, they, they get to have it. I'm not here to try and attack, defend, or prove, or make them think otherwise or whatever. But when she said that, like, no child of God, like, would act that way. And I was like, trust me, God's not looking for actors. He's not looking for somebody who's acting any particular way. My gig is to be who I am. And part of who I am, part of me as a quote unquote spiritual person or a spiritual teacher or a spiritual mentor or whatever, is that not only am I spiritual, I am spirited. So let's dive into that. Because I, I wanna, I wanna, before I dive into to that whole thing, let me share another little snippet. So Sometimes I think that when people are on a path of whether we want to call it a path of authenticity, a path of healing, a path of becoming something, right? Um, a lot of times in spiritual quote, I'm doing a lot of air quotes, like with personal development work or spiritual work or a healing journey or a spiritual path or whatever people want to say. I think there's a lot of quote unquote ideas about what that's supposed to look like, how that's supposed to be, how it's supposed to feel. And I know for myself, again, being a yoga teacher for over like 22 years or whatever it is, I've spent a lot of time in like spiritual retreat centers. And whether that's Kripalu, I'm, I'm a certified like Kripalu yoga teacher. I have been for, again, I think since 2001. Um, I've also taught at Omega, the Omega Institute, like four times, you know, four retreats I've done there. I've led there. Um, I've, I've spent some time in some spiritual places. Okay. And I know there have been times for me, um, you know, at Kripalu or at other places where there's a lot of like, again, quote unquote, spiritual people gathered together that even I find it humorous. Like, I'll be like, oh my God. Like, you know, sometimes you're just like, everybody's like walking around with like namaste hands, like. And it's like this blissed out, like, and people just think like, oh, when you're spiritual, you're really quiet and you're really calm and you're really Zen and you just walk around and you're always like aware of your connection to the divine. And I'm just like, oh my God, that is not the only way to be spiritual. I always say, I take this work wicked seriously, but not so seriously that we don't have a lot of fun. And so I also think that people think, well, if you're spiritual, then you're supposed to just automatically forgive people. And you're supposed to just automatically just be like, um, well, it's okay because their inner child is hurt. So if somebody treats you like shit, you're supposed to just like, like spiritually bypass 
the fact that they're acting like a dick, you know, and that's just not where I come from and it's not who I am. So a friend said to me the other day, you know, well, this thing happened and I wanted to say something, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to like say something and, you know, come off as a bitch or sound like a bitch. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, that's not called being a bitch. That's called having a boundary. And that's the thing is like, you can be deeply spiritual and like that whole saying, right? Like do no harm, but take no shit. Like you, you can be deeply spiritual, deeply connected to yourself, source, spirit, God, love, the divine, whatever you want to call it, and deeply compassionate and deeply empathetic and all of these things and still have good boundaries and still call people on their shit and still saying like, hey, that was uncool and still hold people accountable, right? There's a really big thing around like, well, if you say that, that's you being judgmental. It's like, no, 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 no. There is a difference between using, like being judgmental and having discernment. There's a difference between being judgmental and making an observation and saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing. And it's kind of uncool. Like what you just did right there, that was not nice. That was not generous. That was not kind. In fact, that was some, that was some grade A bullshit right there, right? <laughs> There was a, a comedian, a comedian and a writer. I want to say her name was Holly Gillespie. Oh, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. And um, I'm almost positive her last name is Gillespie. And she had this great line one time. And she said, you know, especially as somebody who's a memoir writer, as somebody who writes personal essays and kind of collects collects the information in the stories right around me, the one who like pays attention, right? This is what great writers do. Writers, we pay deep attention to what's happening around us. Um, you know, we, we, we notice what we notice, you know what I'm saying? And so one of the things that she said is she says, you know, if the people in, when you're writing memoir or whatever, if the people in your life have acted like if somebody in your life has acted like a colossal asshole, it's not your fault that you just happened to notice. And I add and took notes, right? You know what I'm saying? So I want to talk about, I'm coming back around now, right? And we're back. I want to talk about this difference between, right? Like, so you can be deeply spiritual and also be deeply spirited. And that's kind of how I see myself. So when I'm like, yeah, I get it. People are either showing love and extending love or they're crying out for love. That's from A Course in Miracles. Like, I totally get it. People are either coming from a place of fear or they're coming from a place of love. Totally get that. And we don't let people use us like doormats just because we understand their story. I'm going to say that again. We don't let people use us as doormats to wipe their feet and their shit on just because we understand that they have a story of some kind. Like just because I know that maybe you were abused as a kid or because I know that one of your parents was like, I don't know, I had an addiction or a substance use disorder or whatever. We don't use our empathy right? To make excuses for other people's shitty behavior. It doesn't mean that we don't extend compassion, that we don't try to understand. We don't try to put ourselves in their, in their shoes. Like, yes, yes. And yes, it's how that's one of the ways that forgiveness can happen is we're able to, to shift the perspective out to broader, to higher, right? To, to look at from a different lens and say like, yeah, 
I can understand why that kid did that or why that person did that. It makes sense given their history, given their trauma, given their past. And, okay, that and part is really important. So let me just describe to you what um, being spirited means, right? Here's the, it's an adjective and here's what it says, right? And I'm going to read all of them because I love these words, right? It says lively, vigorous, energetic, animated, enthusiastic, active, bold, right? Courageous, feisty, plucky, high-spirited, vivacious, spunky. I would add sass, right? Having a little sass, right? I would add that to that, right? So it's like having like vigor and that liveliness. Um, here's another one that I, that I love. Zippy, bouncy, peppy, gritty, right? Gamey, meaning they're game, brave and courageous. It means they're enlivened, they're animated and they're alive. Oh my God. I just love that. So just because we're spiritual doesn't mean that we walk around just being like, yes, I understand. And so you can treat me like shit and you can talk to me like an asshole and you can bully me and you can be mean and you can, you can like attack people who have less power than you, or you can try to take the rights away from people who don't have as much privilege as you or the same color as skin as you. And you get to act that. And I'm like, you're right. I'm like, no, 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 no. Cause it's not spiritual to stand by and watch that shit happen either. That, that bullshit can suck it in a bucket. That person who's trying to do that to strip the rights away from other people who are trying to hold other people down, who are bullying, who are being mean, who are being manipulative and narcissistic and gross. Like, no, suck it in a bucket. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't mean that I still don't have love for my fellow human beings, my fellow brothers and sisters. It's just I'm not going to let that shit go down on my watch and I can show up in a very spirited way. And again, it doesn't make me a bitch because I have boundaries. It doesn't make you bad because you say no. Because sometimes the most loving thing you can say to somebody is no. Because the thing you're about to do, the thing you're about to speak, the thing you're about to, the action you're about to take, the decision you're about to make is not only going to maybe be harmful to other people or animals or children or whoever, people of color, LGBTQIA, women, whatever it is, right? Fill in the blank, whomever it might be. It might also hurt you in the long run. And look, I just saw this. I just saw this right in the elections. I'm not going to go off on some big political debate, but I often see people voting in a way. And hello, I often see a lot of white women too, like voting in ways that just like, oh, oh, like it just hurts me. It just hurts me when I see the polls and the numbers and the stats. Right. And it's like, they're harming themselves. They think that they're following, like, I don't know, their, their, their husbands or their churches or wh whoever. I don't know. I don't know what principles they think they're following. But a lot of times people are voting in a way where they're actually holding the knife to their own throat. They are making choices that will harm them and they don't even know it. All right. That was a little tangent. I admit it. And we're back. But here's the thing. Okay. I want people to understand 
that you can be deeply spiritual and have a lot of fun. You can be deeply spiritual and still call bullshit. You can be deeply spiritual and highly spirited. <laughs> and it's so important because here's the thing. So for so many years, I've talked about um, forgiveness and I've talked about, um, you know, this being human is like being in the fucking forgiveness Olympics. And I know in A Course in Miracles, it talks like forgiveness is the key to happiness. And I do really believe in a lot of ways it is. And, and, and this part is wicked important. And let me say this before I go into the big and. I look back now and I think, man, there are some places and some times where maybe I could have broadened the way that I spoke about forgiveness, or I could have, you know, just looked at it from a slightly different perspective too. Um, so I'm always learning and growing. I'm always learning and growing and uh, hopefully expanding my own heart, my own mind, my own consciousness. So as long as I'm alive, I'm gonna look back at some things and say, ooh, that was stupid, or ooh, that was clumsy, or ooh, I wish I had done that differently or better. But when we know better, we do better. But here's the big and. Forgiveness can be so deeply important. And we cannot rush it. We cannot force it. And we have to allow ourselves to feel the true emotions of when we feel wronged, when we feel hurt, when we feel abused, when we feel like something was unfair, when we see an injustice, right? When we see an injustice or feel an injustice that is personal or is happening to another brother or sister or to animals or whatever, right? If we don't have enough spirit, enough animation, enough life within us to go that like that person, that company, that organization, that that politician or whatever can fucking suck it in a bucket. If we don't first allow that energy, I'm not saying go online and start doing posts and stuff that say that or attacking people. But if we personally don't allow ourselves to allow that emotion, that feeling to move through us, that anger, that fear, that sense of injustice, that rage, it is going to go somewhere inside of us. So it's very healthy, actually. I always say, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, and as long as you're not being in a repetitive loop of anger and rage, because when you get hooked by that emotion, that chemical cocktail of emotion too, remember anything that you deeply feel repetitively, right? You start to wire in the brain. We know that neurons that fire together, wire together. And if you practice, I can't remember who said this, but I know my teacher, Melissa Tears, was the first one I heard it from, but I think she heard it from somebody else. And I can't right now off the top of my head, um, I think give initial origin uh, credit to, but she said something like, when we're trying to create change in people, let me put it this way, right? You practice an emotional state until it becomes a neural trait. You practice an emotional state until it becomes a neural trait. And so this is why we talk about repetition. Repetition is the mother of all learning. Now, this can work in our favor where we're learning um, new empowering beliefs. We're telling a better story, right? In the work that I do, right? Transforming your story to your glory, 
right? Creating change patterns, meta pattern, right? And it's like doing that stuff. So repeating and putting in new things again and again and again creates new neural networks, but it also can work against us. So if you allow yourself to continually get mad, you become wired for that to be your habituated and autonomic, that automated response. But we do want to allow ourselves to feel that first like wave of like, ugh, right? I'm not trying to rush or speed up anybody's forgiveness process. And I always say one of the only ways, one of the big ways, I shouldn't say only, one of the big ways that I was able to come to a place of even bumping up against the forgiveness of the guy that murdered my mother, like brutally, cowardly, viciously beat her to death. One of the only ways that I could start to even bump up against the idea of that is I had to let myself feel every moment, every second, every painful, rageful moment of heat, that guy can go and suck it in a bucket, right? Like I had to allow myself to feel it first. Because when we don't allow ourselves to be honest about the fact that we are human and that we have emotions and not all of them are nice or pretty or acceptable or encouraged, other people don't really like when you actually feel your feelings and speak your mind sometimes because a lot of times they benefit from your silence. They benefit from your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your lack of boundaries or you're over-compromising, or you're over-empathizing, right? Th that's not the word. There's a word that I'm looking for, though. They benefit from your, um, for lack of a better word, not pushing back. So this isn't, like, I'm not trying to encourage you <laughs> to go out, stop being mean to other people and just start saying like negative, harmful things or whatever. What I am saying is don't buy into this idea that you can't be spiritual and be honest, be transparent, right? Part of our humanity, this spiritual process, this remembering who we truly are, right? Returning home to the truth of ourselves, removing the blocks and barriers to love, right? It, it is sometimes, I always say, you are not a mess, but it is sometimes messy business. You are not broken, but we do exist in a lot of systems that are broken. This whole human experience, right? Being a spiritual being, having a human experience, there are going to be moments of frustration, disappointment, rage, unfairness, injustice, like straight out brutality, murder, horror, People do awful things to each other. Humans do awful things to themselves, each other, animals, and the environment. That, that is just how it is. And, and they can also do some pretty powerful, beautiful, helpful, miraculous things. But if we just kind of pretend like there's no suck it in a bucket moments, that spiritual bypassing doesn't help anybody. So bring your highly spirited self to this experience of the human. We can, I always say, we can, we can kind of like work with our humanity, right? Like work on and work with our humanity and, and always remember our divinity.
remember who we truly are. We can be deeply spiritual and deeply spirited, right? So look, there might be some people, some relationships, some um, gigs, whatever, right? There might be just some stuff in your life that just needs a big old suck it in a bucket. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't say it. Oh, buckets. I'm rubbing my shirt right now. So look at, I hope if anything, if anything, I just hope this is episode gave you a chuckle, gave you a laugh. That's really important to me because I know in this day and age, man, it's tough out there right now. It is tough out there right now, right? I mean, I don't know when you guys are going to hear this, like maybe early December, December or end of November, whatever. I don't know when this suck is going to come out, but, um, you know, we just, we just came through We're I'm recording this like the day after, uh, it's the 9th, November 9th. So it's like the day after we're still, we still got like the election results, like coming in, like, look, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough, right? Ooh, around these parts lately. So if anything. I hope that this has been helpful to you in some way that you were able to look at something from a different point of view, or again, just have yourself a good laugh because humor, being able to keep my own sense of humor, being able to stay light, right? To stay light and be able to laugh at myself and acknowledge like my imperfections and acknowledge the times that I've blown it, right? I am not perfect. None of us are. Perfection is a is a myth. It's just bullshit. It's, it's something they try to sell you to try and keep you in line. Right. So I hope again, that you enjoyed this and I would love to hear it. If you got some things that you're like, you just want to say a suck it in a bucket in some way, <laughs> you can just DM me <laughs> and say, you know what, this can suck it in a bucket. We'll have a good chuckle about it. Right. So, but here's the other thing I want to say this too. So I always hope that with this podcast, I think of this podcast as a lot of different things. It's a love letter from my heart to yours. It's a way to have communication. And yeah, it might feel one way because I'm talking to, 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 to you who is listening, but that's why I always invite you guys to, you know, send up a flare or shoot me a DM or let me know that you listen to the show or tag me online or leave a review or just, you know, let me know like that two way thing that you are receiving what I'm sending out, that you're picking up what I'm putting down. And um, I also see it like, again, as a way to connect, as a way to communicate, but it's also a way for me to like, you know, be helpful in some way to take my spiritual mentoring hot in mind, my storytelling hot in mind. And I see it as like a free resource as a way that people um, can maybe uh, learn some stuff, right? I always say the aim of the show is to either um, enlighten, entertain, educate, or elevate. That's what I really hope to do. And if I hit one of those things and I feel like I've, I've done my job. And so, you know, this is a free resource that I like to extend to people. And then one of the other things, because remember how I was just saying a moment ago that it's been tough out there and it has been. So one of the things that I decided to do was to make my spiritual group mentorship, my membership and community called The Nest, right? I just um, opened it up for new members. And I reduced it by 40%. So it's 59 bucks a month. And look, everybody always uses, marketers always use the example of like, and for just this price, if you do the math, that is less than a cup of coffee a day at Starbucks or whatever. So like, I don't know, I don't drink coffee. I don't know how much it costs. So I can't even use that as an example because I don't know that it's true. But here's the thing. 
I reduced it because I wanted, I want more people to be able to access it because I do know that it's tough out there. I do know that it has felt extra crazy, right? We're still kind of riding that ripple wave of the end of this uh, or ongoing pandemic. I know that like with, with everything, like feeling like money just feels tight, time feels tight, but I do know that people are struggling people are suffering, people are feeling stuck and scared and, and needing and wanting and seeking support. So you guys, if you love listening to this show, if the stuff that I say in some way helps you, um, then come join the nest. It is such a fantastic group of people, open-minded, open-hearted, supportive, hardworking, right? They're here to do the work. I hear from so many people who live all across the country that like, I don't have people in my life who talk about this stuff, who think this way, who do this work, right? And they don't have anybody local. And that's one of the other reasons why I created The Nest, because it's an online group and you can join it from anywhere and be a part of it. So you guys, if you want to, if you want to find out more about that or sign up, 59 bucks a month. You just go to Karen Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y.com slash, you know, backslash nest. Easy peasy. You can also go there, get on my uh my email list if you want to find out what the happenings are, uh, when I'm gonna be on other podcasts, when I'm doing events. I'm thinking about doing a retreat in 2023. There might be some collaborations, fun collaborations coming up. So if you want to find out all, all, all the good stuff, just go to uh, my website too. You can sign up for the freebie, right? Um, you know, what is it? Connecting with your spiritual team. I think it's um, um, aligning with the divine is the freebie PDF download. You can get that. And you can also just go to sign up, karenkenny.com slash sign up, and you can just join the list without the freebie if you want to do that. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I assume that if you've been listening for a long time, this is episode, I think, 196. I can't even believe it. It just boggles my mind that I'm coming up on. Man, it'll be like four years in March, right? And it'll be like 200 shows in January. So it's coming up fast. And just thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, uh, for sticking around for my sassiness and my high spiritedness and my, my spiritual self, as well as my, uh, my high spirited self, because you can't separate them, right? You cannot separate you. You, you can take the girl out of Lawrence, but you cannot take Lawrence out of the girl. <laughs> All right, you guys, I hope this was uh, fantastic. I hope you had a great, I think this is going to air after Thanksgiving, so I hope you had a day full of gratitude, full of actually giving thanks for everything that you have, for all the people that love you. Uh, and even if it's just one person that you deeply feel connected to or one animal or whatever it is, just know that you are loved, that you, I'm telling you, I see you, I, I feel you and, um, and that you are loved. I love you. And wherever you go, may you leave yourself the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. 
So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>